You are now listening to Wave a Sound. Welcome to Versus Mike History. I'm your host, Michael History. In episode 95, Miguel Bird joins the podcast to discuss the consumption of black music throughout history, black literature and how it informs us of forgotten ideas, and the responsibility of the listener. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you choose to listen. Subscribe to the newsletter for updates and podcast recommendations, and join our members-only community on Patreon for access to exclusive content. For everything else, go to VersusMikeHistory.com. Peace, family. Welcome back to another episode of Versus Mike History. I am your host, Michael History. And today we got Miguel Bird in the building. M- Miguel, what's going on? Hey, what's up, man? Thankful to be on this, for real. No doubt, no doubt. It's all love. You know, you know what I mean? Um, I just got you on today so we could talk about, like, some music, get into some books. I see you walking around with literature often. So um, I kind of want to get into how... The two going uh go hand in hand. And mm-hmm. um yeah, we're just gonna chat for a bit. So I guess first and foremost, what I wanna know is um what are you listening to these days? Currently I've been I've been just listening to to some DJ Clark Kent mixes on uh <laughs> Apple Music. <laughs> okay. Like he does he has like these themed ones he does every like uh mid two thousands R and B or he has like uh some disco ones or just uh, some a lot of ones oriented around like soul and things like that. So that's what I've been on mostly. Mm-hmm. Word. And um, wait. So these are um, he's updating these like currently, or is it like going? I don't back know to how his... often he does them, but there's 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 at least like fifteen of them at least. Oh. Word, word, word. All right, and um, I guess what's what pushes you to read as often as you read. You know, because um, mm. you know, we we're not really living in the in the times of you know literacy, <laughs> but um, literacy isn't that popular at these times. You know, so what pushes you to read as often as you do? Um, I think just just trying to recover like a a, a better sense of memory of just us as a people, because. I feel like we we start we like we see conversations happen like especially on Twitter sometimes. I look like how come no one's ever talked about or like somebody is trying to propose a new idea, when in reality these things have been discussed like uh, like a hundred years ago, fifty years ago, one hundred and fifty years ago among us already. So mm-hmm. I think that's my biggest thing with reading is just trying to recover the memory of it. And then a lot of times like you think you have a new thought and like you think there might not be much on it, but somebody's already spent so many years researching and, and developing concepts around 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 um, an idea that came to your head. Word. It's, it's interesting to hear you say that because I feel like um, we spend so much time trying to come up with new ideas rather than going back in time yeah. to explore how the old ones either didn't work or how they did work and, you know, somebody came, came around and just stopped it. <laughs> because mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that that has happened so many times in our history and you know we we don't talk about how much like we've gotten just shut down from a successful operation like there, there have been plenty 
Like Black Wall Street yeah. was a successful operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny, like <laughs> you sometimes you get to the point where like literature and just and just read it and stuff and just watch it and stuff. But you get to the point where it's even like there's even certain analysis and observations on it. Even Black Wall Street was really like was that even really the destination? Because some people. I can't go fully into it, but there's, there's even, like, not critiques of Black Wall Street, but there's analysis where it's, like, even that had too much of a capitalist gaze on it. Like, even our, even some of our attachment to Black Wall Street just comes from a capitalist gaze. So it's just, it's it's just so much out there that you got to immerse yourself in and just open your mind to. Mm-hmm. Um, So what do you think that, like, I don't want to get too deep, you know what I'm saying? I was about to... <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think is the answer? <laughs> um, the answer, right? Yeah, no, but I, what what I really want to know is, um, like, where do we begin in this age? Like, it's it's so mm. transformative in terms of like the economy and you know uh, our culture is transforming at the blink of an eye. Like, like I like I, I preach unity all the time, and um, you know. I, I mean, I just feel like together, but we, we're better together. But mm-hmm. you know, all all skin folk ain't kin folk, and yeah. um, you gotta you gotta wrestle with that too. So yeah, that's the thing, and even it's even to a point where I mean, you I'm pretty sure you can say this. You look at things you might have said five years ago or even last year, and you disagree with that. So Absolutely. part of it is we gotta also give us give ourselves a space to like you know admit we may not have that all the answers at a certain time but you know we're we're, we're in a state of becoming like we're, we're we're all working on it we really are so um but as a starting point like it really everything really i know as simple as and, and mundane as it's gonna sound but it really just starts at home like like just look at the people you've had around you or elders you've had and just and just really dig into who those people were. And I think from there, from that point of entry, it really allows you to really see things more clearly to me. Mm. And what what do you, what records do you think or, or artists in general do you think um incorporated this the best? You know, we have mm. we have plenty of of examples, but I think that um I think the audience would like to hear from your perspective. Man, that's a good question. <laughs> that's such a good question. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm trying to think of ones that are really like stuff people would go out and go play. Cause I could say like culture mm-hmm. or I could say like sunrise, but that's, I don't even know if, I don't even know if sonically that's even palatable to people anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to think of, of more recent ones that are really, I think that's such a tough question. I don't think the industry of music is grounded enough to say there's been a, a mainstream artist that's fully been that, but I think we see it in like doses, like, like we've seen it in doses with like the native tongues movement and hip hop, like Tribe Called mm-hmm. Quest and yeah. Dayla, things like that. We've seen it in little remnants, like the Neo Soul movement of, um, you know, like Badu and, and all that, but I don't know. It feel like, like post post like i don't know what the break off is but like post maybe late 70s it ain't it's hard to really it, it just it just seems like that that part of that part of the the grounding got further and further away from what was central to being an artist you know what i mean mm-hmm. like what was central to maybe and I, maybe i'm um or maybe i could be overestimating it let me go back and read to see if these people was really <laughs> on that but <laughs> Word. but like like Thanks, what though. scene what 
what's felt like what we remember about like a Billy Holiday or what we remember about a Nina Simone, it ain't gonna be what we remember about like a Kanye or Drake. You know what I mean? I don't know what that means, but that's a fact. You know, or even like things we think about when we see and hear Stevie Wonder, or even mm-hmm. even Prince to a major extent. So yeah, it's it's, and I don't know what I mean. It's crazy you ask that because I don't know. I've been thinking about that for weeks now. It's like it just feels like. Well, let me. I don't bring, know what to make it. I don't know what to make of art anymore. <laughs> let let me bring it to a to a more current artist that you know mm. will, will be across most people's desk, which is Kendrick. You know, uh, most people would probably point to him as the most conscious quote unquote rapper but even him if we're gonna get deep into it it's like it, it's mm-hmm. a com- it's a it, he he made it a, he made it a commodity first and foremost yeah and then, and then after he did that he's like all right i don't want to do that anymore <laughs> yeah so, and it, it's it's i struggle with him man not that i struggle i mean he's obviously he's one of the best writers you know you know one of the best writers and i think of course. He really captures the human experience. But even when I listen to him, especially as I get older and the more I read and stuff, it'll be certain things I'm like, ah, like, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, and I know, I know he doesn't position himself as having all the answers. So sort of me is blaming like the way he's, the way the social structure kind of, kind of like magnifies him in a way, in a way kind of like the fan base sort of like puts this savior complex on him. So it's not, I can't even say it's entirely him, but it's just like, you know, it's just certain things where it's, where it's, I think, yeah, like I was saying, I think he does a good job with the human experience, but it's like on certain topics, I don't think he's as grounded as he thinks he is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to fair. hear him make like the black of the berry, but like after he's read like, like, um, Destruction of Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams or something like that. Like, I just want to see where, like, if he, if he, if he really locked in on that way, what would, how even better and more, um, just I think multi-dimensional, like some of those perspectives would be. Hmm. Do you do you um do you listen to music while while you read by any chance? I've tried it before, but I think as I've gotten more serious about reading, I've sort of gone away from that. Like I often oftentimes now I just go to a lake that's a couple minutes from my job and I just sit there for like an hour before work or two hours after work, just sitting in not 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 complete silence, but it's just I'm gonna really lock in right now and just and just have a conversation with what I'm reading. The music, the music is sort of like because I, I love music so much, it's gonna make me want to get up and just you know, <laughs> like do something. Like, <laughs> like it's right. just gonna take it's, it's just gonna take my focus off of it. So I try not to. Mm. But I think I've had I, you know I used to, like I know you alluded to it like you always see me walking around with books, but that's oftentimes because mm-hmm. I'll be around friends and like I'll 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 read the paragraph or something and something to stick out and then it turns into a discussion point for us. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a lot of times when you see me walking around with it, that's usually what it's about for the most part. Um, I kind of want you to get into that a little bit more because like you're walking around. Kind of mm-hmm. like <laughs> doing doing a preacher thing, almost. Um, in a way, how did, in a how way. Did, how did that start? I think I just um. Let me think. I'm gonna gather my words in a second. This is a good. I'm trying to recover now. I'm um I'm trying to cover my my uh, my memory for a second. But there's a good quote I'm trying to lock. So um, 
Tony K. Bambara was an author, a uh, black woman from the 1900s. She died, she passed like 95, but she was like a great, very great artist. And she has a saying that goes like, as a culture worker who belongs to an oppressed people, my job is to make revolution irresistible. Mm-hmm. I just think certain of some of the writers, some of the thought I've come across has made like like that that part of engaging with the revolution irresistible to me. Like it just it's just like I have I just I'm just at the point now where it kind of feels like any any little sliver of free time I got, I just gotta read a little bit. Like it's just I don't know what it is. It's a certain itch for me. It's like a couple of years ago, I got I got the itch to really lock in and make beats. I don't know. Sometimes I just get a really like a, I don't. It's it's like a it's like an internal thing. I can't even explain. Like there was a real point that 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 this started happening, but it just it's, it's sort of just taking over like my thought. How does that affect what you listen to? The reading. Hmm. We're not. I uh, think, oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Go ahead. My bad. Uh, I would say. I would say I'm engaging music from a different perspective now. Not in a sense, like, I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'd be lying to you, but I don't, I mean, you see what I post. I don't post righteous music 24 right, seven right. or, or like soulful music 24 mm-hmm. seven, but it's definitely made me more just mindful of, of some of the writing of music or some of the, I'll get in deeper into some of the background, like what was the social study that created this, you know, this, um that expression of African art at the time. So I think, in that way, it sort of makes me see a fuller picture of it. And it, I think it's also, in a way, made me reframe artists in a lot of ways, because then I'll, I'll start digging deeper into who the artist was, and I'll be like, yeah, these are some complicated people, too, mm-hmm. with a lot of moving parts, so. Right. I have a question, right? And this is not mm-hmm. be- not because of who you are. I'm just, it's just popping in my mm-hmm. head now that we're speaking about it. Do you think that, like, I... People always say that trap music is irresponsible, right? But mm-hmm. a lot of the trap artists are very successful people. Like, and, yeah. and you know, there's only really a small handful that are like in and out of jail. Like, if we look at the biggest mm-hmm. ones, like people like Dirk and Future, like Future ain't in and out of jail. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's at the top. And um, I feel like people are so uh, are vindictive about about the genre because it is a genre now uh, yeah I, I i just i i've come to embrace it in a way that i never thought i would like when i was young when i was younger and, and trap music really started becoming popular up north like i was like i wasn't really feeling it until like mm-hmm. until that just one future record one day you like oh my goodness like this is <laughs> this is this is amazing like yeah and it's not like we haven't been introduced to southern artists but like like Andre 3000 and Big Boy, these guys were rapping. Like, <laughs> yeah, not, it's not the it's not the same it's not the same game. Mm-hmm. At the same time, at that time, you had three six because three six is popping off since. I mean, yeah. it's been, but I get what you mean. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't as dominant in the mm-hmm. in the zeitgeist as 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 the trap music in our generation. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I guess if you're saying how do I feel about how how it's interpreted in a way. I think yeah. that's what you're asking, right? Yeah, like I mean, like, it's like, complicated. Like, is there like there has to be mm-hmm. room? For, there has to be room for it, right? And 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 in some capacity, because mm-hmm. because it because it's what it's because it's delivered something meaningful. At the end of the day, it's just that it's sub like most of the time the subject matter that usually comes with the genre is is negative. Man, all right. 
sorry, sorry to lay it on you. No, that's that's that's. I've been. This is another thing I've been. I've been struggling. It's, it's asking questions that I've been sitting on for like weeks and months. It's in my head, trying to like internally debate it. It's like, like, what is the responsibility of the artist, right? And that's mm-hmm. a tough one, but because I mean, I'm the. I'll be the first to tell you they make amazing music. Like, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I've listened to hundreds of, if not thousands, of hours of future. But at the same time, it's that internal part of me where I know, like, you know what I mean? This isn't right. But, like, it's almost, man, man, it's tough. Because none of us, I mean, the majority of the audience isn't living that way. But, I mean, I'm sure there's a percentage of people that are influenced by that, by that, by the worst parts, the most saliently worst parts of that music. So it's hard for me to reconcile it if not defend it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Do, do I think there's a place for it? I do, but I don't think it should be central to what black music is. I'll say that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's tough because you have artists that are patterning themselves after caricature because that's what's sold. And uh, you know what I mean? Because you, you've seen that clip that came out a couple of years where Future was saying, yeah, I don't even do that for drugs. Word. <laughs> it's like, it's like, alright, so then what are we doing? Then? Right? Like, and then Twenty One Savage, someone like when he was he had the, you saw the um the dialogue a couple weeks back when they, when he put up like um Atlanta got to chill on the guns and then somebody was like our nigga are you serious like you <laughs> Word, yeah. and then he and then it is and then it, is, it hurt me because then his next tweet was yeah but this entertainment it's like come yeah, on yo yeah come on yo like you come on we 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 spinning the block we killing out we doing all this all this and you building an image off that not only spending the image but getting capital off it and then at the end of the day you're gonna say it's entertainment it's like i don't know who's that for them. like that's the part where i'm kind of yeah i'm kind of at a crossroads with a lot of rap you know it's just like like what is this doing at this point i understand i mean i want to say that i understand his sentiment but mm-hmm. the way the way the way he expressed himself was did, did not come off the um was not favorable at all you know um a friend of mine had loaned me this book a couple years ago and then ended up just owning it forever but i asked him to keep it <laughs> but um <laughs> it was a book called um hip-hop's inheritance and I, it was by this guy named reeling baraka or something like that uh forgive me if i'm messing the author's name up but the book is hip-hop hip-hop's inheritance but there's this part where he goes into it and it's, it hasn't left my brain for like two and a half years where he starts saying he gets into this whole thing he's like we gotta understand that like the first like the first the first um black art or like adjacent that white people consumed on a commercial mainstream type of level was black face minstrelsy mm-hmm. and um I don't think popular black art has escaped that that um just that point of entry. You know what I mean? So when Twenty One Savage is saying like this is an image and like this is entertainment, it's like it's like that ain't that ain't the new like that ain't I don't think that's far from the blackface minstrelsy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're saying you're saying I don't behave like this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna and I'm gonna promote this stereotypical like hyper aggressive. You know what I mean? Just all of that. So it's like, I, who is this? You know what I mean? Who is this really for? Then it's like I'm wrestling with it that way. It's like we're really, we're really highlighting stereotype for what? And what's crazy is that, it's and the not songs even... sound nice. You know what I mean? The yeah. songs, we're all guilty of bumping. I would never mm-hmm. be holier than that. But my bad, I ain't even catch up. 
No, I was just gonna say what's crazy is that it it, it is not might not even be for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. It might be for yeah. it might be for them, you know, like but like so but then so. but then we'll 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 attach ourselves to it and, and like it defends it. Like it's this weird mm-hmm. tricky line, man. Like yeah. like we we identify why don't we identify with the art thing? Because we identify with the art and then when the art has ramifications, you know, like and most recently like Dana Thug, it's like mm-hmm. damn, don't use the art in court and stuff, you know, which you know, which you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's, it's unfortunate what happens to them for real. But it's almost like, all right, so we are attaching ourselves to that thing and we know how it ends, but it's just like, and then when it, shit hits the fan, we like, but yeah, but that's our shit. Like, and it's like, all right, what's really ours then? Word. Like, if, I don't know, man, I struggle with that one. I struggle with that one. I struggle with that one a lot. It's tough. You know, you don't got to have an answer. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. I don't think there is one, but. Right. People that say like, yeah, but they just talk about everyday life. It's like the blues, yada yada yada. I'm like, eh, I don't know, man. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's almost, uh, almost dare I say, a bastardized version of the blues. But, um, Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, shifting towards the end here. Um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about soul music a bit. Um, because you know, we got that R and B topic. I don't want to get too too deep into that. I'm more so concerned <laughs> about I'm more because R and B is here. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Um I I wanna know if there's if we'll ever see a resurgence of soul music though. Like I think I, your last question and this one are, are tied together in many ways. You know? Mm-hmm. That's just not it's just not the zeitgeist. It's not what it's not what's like that was that was more that was more of an expression of what was going on you know what i mean like what was because you're starting to see the you're starting to see like develop you come out the black arts movement black power movement um like uh the development of africana studies programs across universities things like that so i think that stuff was like like because like you know you'll hear that um like the panthers would talk in a sly in a family stone like you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's a different It's a, and now uh, artists are so disconnected from that even on that. So it's like, well, who's who's informing the artists now? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Word. It's Dave Chappelle hanging with Kanye. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. like, Crazy time. You know what literally. I mean? It's, <laughs> Very good. It's, it's Dave Chappelle hanging with Kanye, hanging with Antonio Brown. Like they're not adjacent yeah. to. You know, what I mean? it's so so. Yeah, they, I mean, but that's part of the program. Very you know? serious. <laughs> it's it's it's. <laughs> It, so it's, I, I don't know if it'll make a research. I think when we, you know what, when. Maybe it's been redefined. I don't know. And I think the market forces are different. So that's another thing that, that I think is, is an underrated part of like, of, um of just the change in black music in general. It's just that like, pe- like people, these people get data on shit that, on uh, shit that what sells and what does this and what does that and of course people are then going to tailor themselves you, you know what i mean people with yeah. that nobody knows on soundcloud is that for like yeah like like future you know what i mean like yeah white, white people wouldn't so, know white people wouldn't know how to sell that shit and no it, it, it's funny too because it, it leads me to another thought which is like that like tiny desk right. is, is tiny desk is such a, a slam dunk and the fact that mm-hmm. it's like 
an outlier on YouTube mm. is insane to me at this point. Like Tiny Desk is like five, six years plus old. Like there should be yeah. like five more of those. You see what I'm saying? Like Yeah, it should be. But it, it's it's cool because it's niche. You know what I mean? That's the whole feel to But it's like, not even ours. It's not yeah, ours. It's not, nope. That's nope, sick. Nope. Nope. That's nope. sick. But what is ours in this space though? Like what is really I was thinking, I was having this idea yesterday. I'm like, even all the music, all the soul music we love and stuff, like all that stuff, you just go mm-hmm. back. Like, you're going to turn around the back and you're going to see the same name. Word. Universal <laughs> and this and that and Sony. Yeah. And it's the same. So it's, they just got better at, I think, they got they got better at disrupting the, the useful parts of it. The useful yeah. parts of our music, I think. And then they just... We we kept everything else. We kept the fly shit, all the aesthetic part of it. We lost sort of like the the soul of it, but you know, no pun intended. But mm. and I think to that back to that question. It's just when we reflect that in ourselves on on a, on a, on, a, on just on a ground level. Um, I think maybe that's when I'll get it because they they're only gonna respond to what what is what the people are on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they've already sold us images of ourselves that have kind of beat that out of us in a way. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like they're not even checking it for it anyway. So why do I even have to feed them that? But that that would bring me to why we, we at some point we got to detach ourselves from that centralized, like culturally hegemonic industry at some point. Yeah. yeah because like who decided that all right was the, was the black people empowerment anthem? Like now, right. Not, not me. <laughs> right. I thought As it, if we haven't had. I, I thought the song. I thought the song was hard, but sorry. (laughs) Like no disrespect, as if we even needed a new one because those those have existed already, and like great ones have. Like, yeah, like um, like Al Wright isn't doing nothing with "Someday We'll All Be Free" by Donny Hathaway. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, but 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 when we, but that's not gonna win the Pulitzer Prize now. Like that's not the. You know what I mean? I'm gonna give you this. I don't know, man. Damn, you just said, man. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, it's, it's, I, I really think the future of all this stuff is just going to be like smaller communities. Like it's going to yeah. be on, on like a, on like almost like a peer group level or like just, mm-hmm. just these small little pockets where people are doing the work at that's going to end up changing stuff. I think yeah. we just got to stop asking like, and, and, and it's so funny, you mentioned it in the joking, but like the R&B conversation. Mm-hmm. When people was like it's dead, and it's like you're saying it's dead because it's not happening on a on an industry like Word. talking head pundit mm-hmm. level, and it's like it's happening. You just got to put in that little bit of extra work to dig for it. But people saying R- it's not people saying R&B is dead because white people yeah. don't want to squeeze it dry. Like oh yeah, no, nope. <laughs> yo, <laughs> my god, yo, you know what I'm saying? Right, because the because the because the industry gaze isn't on it. So it, mm-hmm. it don't mean nothing to them. That's why which, I said to them. Which is a good thing because we're getting quality R&B music right now. So the fact that people are even saying that, you see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's what that's what makes it a full a, a full circle and very quick conversation to me. Because it's like, yo, yeah. if you just yeah. look, mm-hmm. you'll be proved mm-hmm. wrong very quickly. But we don't, we don't, we really don't want to look. We want, uh, sadly, like we want to yeah. take what kind of look. What we what has a little bit of like what has a little bit of soul in it, it looks like that's a little bit, but mm-hmm. it's on that big screen or it's on that is on that uh Universal or Warner Brothers. Like that's mm-hmm. the that's the win for us. I don't know why. 
Like we mm-hmm. can't we can't detach that. Like if it, if if you're not on a Vogue cover, it ain't mean nothing. And then it's not even like we don't have bigger artists. Like we have Jasmine Sullivan who just won a Grammy. We have, have Summer Walker. Right. We have right. her who wrote a million songs in the past five years. She wrote yeah. a million hit records. Like what are you talking about? No R and B. Like what? Are you, it's crazy. Oh, party man. next party next door wrote the biggest. Come on now, I know, whatever. It's right. it. Yeah, it's if if it's not. Yeah, if you know, you know how it is. If it's not, our attention span is short, mm-hmm. and um, and I think, and I think our perspective gets gets really get it almost like it gets thinner over time. I don't know. It's weird. Word. It's weird, man. We we won't mm-hmm. remember what happened a couple of years ago with somebody. Word. Like, that's one of the fascinating things about the Kendrick album mm-hmm. is <laughs> like, especially the Kodak aspect of it. It's like. I've seen people who are so adamant against abuse, and I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna indict anybody or anything. I'm just gonna say, you know, what I mean, I'm gonna just lay it out. I'm just like my thought process, but mm-hmm. all these people that were like, I don't cancel the wrong word, but have been critical of Kodak's behavior. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone which is like alleged sex abuse, but then he's on the Kendrick album, and I've seen some of those same people like be like, yeah, I don't know. I, the Kodak part sketch, but the album fire, and I'm like, all right. So it's like, <laughs> uh, what's what's the dance like? Is that the just the dance we gotta play with everything? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, know. It's tough. <laughs> it, it really is a tough line to dance. It's a it's it's a tough it's a tough it's a, even the same thing with uh it was funny with uh part of the Donda when when that started coming out like everybody oh, was yeah. off him a couple years ago when it's like. I don't like what I don't know what to make of stuff, man. Yeah. I don't know what to make of stuff. All right, man. It was it was good talking to you, Bird. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the pod. This was a good talk. Nah, I appreciate you having me, man. It's always good seeing you around. Brown Mills, Temple Sunday. Always good to run into you. Of course, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, let the people know where they can find you on the internet. <laughs> if you if you want them to. That's that's fine. Um, it's tough. I should I should I should have made better at names. But who is like God thirty three on Twitter, and who is like God Bird B Y R D on uh Instagram? All right, and you already know people. Stay black. Stay beautiful. Stay vigilant. <laughs> Amen. Peace. Peace. Peace.